What's up, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Faction Powered by Bonnerfide Radio. We are indeed the gateway to greatness. I am your man, GB. Woo! We got a lot to talk about. Oh, my gosh. I could spend a lot of time in, in introductions and in pontification, but good Lord. Let's just get right down to it. My brother's here with me. Courtney Beard is back. What's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday, and GB has a mess up his sleeves. I, I have I know, no, yeah, I know I it, GB. I have no I watched wrestling sleeve. this week, and I almost called in sick because <laughs> I didn't have time for your foolishness today. My foolish? I, listen, I have no clue what you were talking about. I do know, though, okay. that by the end of today's show, the oh people boy. will hopefully have what it is that they desire. Because to me, it's a great moment when the people are sitting waiting for the faction. Like they were waiting for us over the weekend. They were like, please give me a show on Monday. Please. Listen, <sighs> the, 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 the people have not only longed, but the people were on full display last night. Yes. After yes. the highway robbery we saw. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I tell you, but I, I have a it's theory. It's been about a all long it. time. I have a theory. It's been a it. long time since I said, Where's Linda? <laughs> this is all. I, I have a theory about all of it, and it will be proven. I guarantee it. It will be proven. But before I get there, how's your, how's your week been, man? You weren't with us Monday, so how was the weekend? How's everything been? The weekend has been good, man. I'm listen. I'm in a great place. Good, good. I'm good. in good space. Good. I'm really loving where I am. Good. And uh, things are just going really, really well. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. If you guys can't tell, Brandon Clack is not here. Um, he's somewhere. Uh, I don't know where, but he's somewhere. But I'm sure he'll be back once. Uh, he is able to be back, but certainly, and I, I really wanted him here for this conversation, but I'm sure he will indeed chime in uh, when he is back. But no worries, because we do have plenty, and I do mean plenty, to talk about. Good Lord. But I'm glad you're good, man. I'm glad, like, you're in a really good space. That is, like, awesome to hear, you know, so I'm, I'm How pumped. How are you, man? Man, I'm good. Um, we have now hit... 28 weeks in the pregnancy, which is seven months, which means we are on the home stretch, which has me this is it. excited and frightened all at the same time. We, 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 we are on the road to WrestleMania and the road to Baby Bonner. Yes, we are. And uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. I have already surmised uh, that his first pay-per-view will be Double or Nothing. Um, we will be sitting here watching it together. So that is of great excitement to me. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a cool space. It's a really, really cool space. I'll say it early. You're raising him right. Well, uh, listen, I'm here to do my best to train him up in the way that he should go. And so uh, I did well with my daughter at least to start, and she strayed from the path. But uh, <laughs> I think my son – He's gonna he's gonna get it and he's gonna get it right and we might wheel my daughter back in after a while. We're, 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 we're praying her back on home. The, the, yeah. the doors of the church yes. are now open and now we have a new branch in Zion called AEW. Yes, yes. So there will be all sorts of great opportunities 
for her and the like. So if you guys missed our previous show, we had a podcast on Monday that you definitely need to go back and check out. My good buddy James White hung out with us, and we had quite a bit of conversation. We talked about Monday Night Raw and the potential that could have happened. Um, we had some predictions as well, and we talked about uh, new release day in WWE. All of these releases that happened. We talked about that and a whole lot more. It was a great show. Go back. Check it out. I promise you'll find something that you enjoy there. Uh, and, of course, you can check out our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. So, with all that said, it's a brand new day. It's a brand new episode. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Welcome to episode 154 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We're going to kick things off with the WWE Hall of Fame. Also, Velveteen Dream wins the title. We're going to talk Roman Reigns and Ric Flair, Raw and SmackDown. But before we do, we'll kick things off with Undisputed Era's theme song by CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the Faction. Shock the system.
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the fact, son. Welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney, and that was Undisputed. That's right, Undisputed Era's theme song. GB, give us the news. All right, we're going to kick things off with the news of the WWE Hall of Fame inductions. So last week, we spent quite a bit of time on uh, the faction talking about the induction of DX. It was big news um, with DX being inducted uh, certainly into the Hall of Fame and there was a lot of controversy about China being included. Was this right? Was this wrong? Etc. 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 Well, now we have more news about a brand new entry into the WWE Hall of Fame. He is the longest reigning intercontinental champion in history. He is the master of the shake, rattle, and roll. He is the honky-tonk man. It was announced by CBS Sports yesterday that he will be the next inductee to the class of 2019. This man first became the Intercontinental Champion in June of 1987, defeating Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and would go on to hold the Intercontinental Championship for a record-breaking 454 days before losing the title in record time to the Ultimate Warrior at the inaugural incarnation of SummerSlam. SummerSlam 1988 in Madison Square Garden. Honky Tonk Man was also known uh, for his tag teams. He was tag team partner of Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, They were known as Rhythm and Blues. Of course, he was managed by Jimmy Hart. He was the manager of Rockabilly who uh, was another uh, presentation of Billy Gunn, oddly enough, who will also be inducted this year. And we can't forget his huge feud with Jake the Snake Roberts. The Honky Tonk Man, the newest inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. Courtney, what do you think about the Honky Tonk Man (laughs) going in the hall? Oh, they're letting everybody in. (laughs) They're letting everybody in. But but, but here's the truth. I joke and say they're letting everybody in. The difficulty of the 80s is this, is that in the 80s, Vince brought in a lot of guys and made them the caricature of who they were on the indie scene. Now, on the indie scene, Honky Tonk Man was actually a a great wrestler and a huge draw. We go over to him winning the Mid-Eastern Wrestling Federation type, the Mid-South Wrestling Association type, the NWA Mid-America, which was in the Continental Wrestling Championship, the North Atlantic so he has titles under his belt that we we hadn't heard of. Now, in the 80s, if you were a champion back then, you were something. He was also tag champions with Greg the Hammer Valentine. So I don't think he's getting in. Also, his work in Stampede. He's not getting in because of just his WWE years. It's from his life's work. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I, I, I'll say this. To your point. Um, certainly the wrestlers of the 80s, number one, they require different things to be great than they do, uh, certainly in this generation. But uh, there was also an amazing machine behind a lot of them. The Honky Tonk Man, and I have to tell you, when I first found out that the Honky Tonk Man was going in, I was far less than impressed. 
But then you had to start thinking about a few things. Number one, he is the longest reigning intercontinental champion in WWE history. Like it or lump it, it is what it is. Um, He lost that title in controversial fashion. He defended that championship in controversial fashion. I think the deal about the Honky Tonk Man is no one ever looked at the Honky Tonk Man for his wrestling ability. But, um, no, he was a good heat draw. He was. He could draw heat. He drew a that lot of thing. heat. Um, By the end of his life, he was just a great person who could rile up the crowd. But GB, this man as an AWA champion, shared the belts with Larry Latham. But here's another name people may not know, but you'll recognize Tojo Yamamoto. Yes. The great Tojo Yamamoto. Wow. And so he had the belt with him. He also shared tag titles with Ron Starr. Wow. So wow. He is with some great names. So this so this makes me want to see Honky Tonk Man matches outside of being Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, I certainly am going to want to look for that. And I'll say this, too. Uh, we've certainly seen some controversial entrance into the Hall of Fame, such as a Coco Beware, a Hillbilly Jim, a Big Boss Man, all of whom during the 80s, you know, were significant stars. But for us... To be a consideration into the Hall of Fame, you have to have some major contributions to the pro wrestling industry besides just making us feel good. And I think the Honky Tonk Man still being the longest reigning intercontinental champion um, with all the things that he was involved with. And here's one thing that doesn't get talked about as part of his career. He was actually one of the factors involved in the uniting and the unveiling of the Mega Powers. Think about this. It was when the Hart Foundation and the Honky Tonk Man were beating down Randy Savage, that, and he hit him with the guitar. That's when Elizabeth yeah. first went to the back and brought out Hulk Hogan, and now we had the partnership of Hogan and Savage to create the Mega Powers. So... When you think about it, you know, he's a name that isn't mentioned a whole lot, and he's overlooked in that regard. But what he did during that time frame was absolutely significant. I mean, think about all the things that happened between Hogan and Savage. And again, the help, the catalyst to help make that happen was the Honky Tonk Man. So I think the Honky Tonk Man has certainly earned his place into the Hall of Fame and is certainly more deserving than uh, arguably some of the others who have made their way, way in. But uh, definitely, yeah. Honky Tonk Man you, in the Hall of Fame. At, at, at one point, he was billed as Danny Condry, mm-hmm. and he was like the brother of Dennis Condry of wow. the Midnight Express. Wow, that's interesting. So, yeah, that, that, that's an in- interesting time. But 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 Honky Tonk came in a great era. Wrestling guys like a Bill Dundee. Guys don't talk about Bill Dundee anymore. Bill yeah. Dundee was one of the first smaller guys who could really move around the ring. Bill Dundee was a great guy back when Jerry the King Lawler was really happy. And speaking of Jerry Lawler, my understanding is he's the cousin of Jerry Lawler. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, it's all interesting. And I think, again, you know, I, I think sometimes we may downplay the 80s, but the 80s was a very important time for the world of pro wrestling because if you could be a star in the 80s, Pretty much you would be set, certainly in the annals of wrestling uh, fans' memories. And certainly we have not forgotten the Honky Tonk Man. So significant moment, I'd say. Yeah, he should have known he was going to go in. He came out of the wrestling class in 1977 with Coco Beware. So when Ware went in last year, he should have known he was next. (laughs) 
<laughs> so congratulations to the Honky Tonk Man going in to the Hall of Fame. So some other news, NXT news to talk about. Uh, last week on NXT television, Johnny Gargano took on the Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. Uh, the North American Championship was on the line as the Velveteen Dream cashed in his title shot that he earned at the World's Collide Tournament during Royal Rumble weekend. Velveteen Dream walks away with a huge win, becoming the new North American Champion and only the third African-American wrestler in NXT history to hold a championship. The first being the second NXT champion, Big E. The second being Ember Moon, who held the NXT Women's Championship. Now, there was some controversy that we talked about here on the show Monday regarding the Velveteen Dream and his treatment of fans and media outlets, uh, etc., etc., but let me ask this question. All that considered, what are your thoughts on the Velveteen Dream being the new NXT North American champion? Shout out. Long overdue. He's worked hard. He's entertained the fans. The people love him. He can draw. He gets a rise from the crowd. And all of that being said, I am struggling to celebrate this championship because I love Velveteen Dream, but Patrick Clark Jr. is bothering me. Yes. Yes, he has got to get his life together. So I can and, and, and help me here, though, GB, because he's towing the line of Sasha Banks world. Mm. Sasha Banks was over. over. But then you hear about fans having these negative encounters with her in airports, in malls, at the arena. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, America's beloved Sasha, who we loved, we loved Sasha before we loved Charlotte. This is true. I'm gonna say it again. We loved Sasha before we loved Charlotte, mm -hmm. and we loved Charlotte because Charlotte had an understanding that this is who I am. Charlotte had a father who's who was Ric Flair, mm -hmm. 24 hours a day. Yes. So Charlotte is Charlotte Flair, 24. Sasha wanted to be Sasha Banks when she was uh, suited up for it. We're having the same tension now with Velveteen Dream. Mm -hmm. Is Velveteen wants the glory of his job, but he does not want the fame that goes along with it. You cannot have one over the other. This is my problem with 21st century pro wrestling. My problem is this. You are an athlete, not an actor. Let me repeat oh. that. You are an athlete, not an oh. actor. And so because you are an athlete, listen, you'll understand this. Um, whether we call you Meta World Peace or Ron Artest, the truth of it is you're the same person to us. And so we're going to treat you as such. I have no interest in finding out your quote unquote real name. I have no interest in you trying to put on who you are in the ring and take it off when you're out of the ring. You don't get to do that. And so if this if this generation of pro wrestler wants to do that, they're going to discover a couple of things. First of all, if you can turn it on and turn it off, the fans are not going to be interested in you. Because here's the thing, no. unlike the 80s, we really do have a lot of options as to where we can place our attention and our affection. And just because you're with the largest company in the world 
does not require us to be your fan base. Mistreat us if you want to. Trust me, there are a lot of other folks who can take what we have and enjoy it and appreciate it. And I'll tell you what, those wrestlers in the independent circuits and in these other organizations absolutely appreciate their fans and they don't have a problem saying it. And here's the deal. The kinder you are to your fans, that reputation will spread and it will afford you the opportunity to be in some larger situation. So Velveteen Dream has some real work to do if he wants to really be the man that he thinks he is. Other than that, it's going to be a long, long, hard road for the Velveteen Dream. So should be very interesting to see. Um, With that said, I want to switch gears and talk a bit. Uh, We're going to get into Raw and SmackDown uh, in a little bit. But before we do, uh, it is important to note that WWE has picked up a number of new uh, behind-the-scenes talents, a number of new writers (laughs) who are a part of uh, the new team, and they have all gotten their start. And I think it's safe to say we can see the impact that they have. Uh, did I say impact? Huh. Ooh, I see what you did there. Well, well, well. It's funny that we should say that because uh, their impact can't be denied. Let's see. What do Jeff Jarrett, Shane Helms, Sanjay Dutt, Chris Park, and Bruce Pritchard all have in common? Hmm. A place we once called TNA, a place we now call Impact. All of them are now behind the scenes as part of production or as part of the creative team. Uh, Bruce Pritchard just recently being hired as a major contributor to that team. So let me ask this question because I think this is super interesting. All the time we've seen spent between at one point WWE not wanting to acknowledge Impact or TNA and now pretty much the bones behind their new creative is Impact Wrestling. What do we yeah. make of that? I, they're brilliant because here's the thing. You and I went to the Impact taping. Impact was not hurting for creativity. Correct. They were well creative. Mm-hmm. They hurt for uh, consistency. Yes. Uh, which probably goes into their financial resourcing, but consistency and uh, viewership. Mm-hmm. But the creativity and the matches were A1. Yeah. So when you bring a bunch of guys over who are not used to working with millions of dollars and they have to come up with their best ideas and use their resources to do the best that they can, they're going to give you goodness. So they're leading the way. And what have we seen since they've been there? Fresh storylines. Yes, yes. We get we're getting the wrestling. We, we're not getting sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the wrestling I fell in love with. Yes, anything could happen. I'm watching now because I don't want to miss what's going to happen. Right, and and to me, we can say a big thank you to Tony Khan and AEW because I'm certain that these six guys, including Sean Devari, would not have been hired. If it was not for WWE really trying to double down and figure out how can we legitimately compete with AEW and, oh, by the way, we've got a billion-dollar deal with Fox that we need to make sure stays good. So we've got to really do what we need to do to freshen up our product. And we're going to talk about just how fresh they've made the product once we get to the Raw and SmackDown piece of things. But speaking of impact... Another rather very interesting thing happened. As I mentioned, Jeff Jarrett, 
WWE Hall of Famer. First really showed up again, like for real, for real, in WWE around Royal Rumble. Then, of course, we found out, hey, he's now like here to stay working with WWE. Well, he once had this thing called Global Force Wrestling. You remember Global Force. You know, at one point they were trying to partner with Impact and trying to do all these types of things. Well, this week it got rather interesting as the folks from Anthem who uh, are the parent body or governing body for Impact Wrestling, uh, you know they have this global wrestling network, which is their answer to the WWE Network. By the way, happy fifth birthday to the WWE Network. Um, And in the process of all this, Anthem has apparently deleted every master of the GFW Amped television program. They've deleted every single master, and they said it's because we're trying to create more room on the network. But we all really know it's because Jeff Jarrett, the head of Global Force Wrestling, is now part of the WWE. Let me ask this question. Is this the ultimate act of petty, or is this, hey, you know what? These guys have to make room. Um, and it's just kind of one of those things that happen. When, when you, when you say delete, you, you mean, you mean like, de- like backed it up to something else no, and deleted, right? They, they deleted the master. It, it, this is the equivalent of saying, I'm going to take all of your song library and not delete a copy of it. I'm going to delete the masters so we don't ever have to deal with these songs ever again. I would probably hurt someone. <laughs> I, I I would I would I would be in jail. I, I would I, I would be in 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 jail jail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in our Kelly I'd jail. Be in jail jail. Yeah. I, well, hopefully not for what he's there for. But true, I'd be in jail jail. Jail uh, Michael um, Cohen jail. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Send yeah. me to that one. Yeah. Uh, dude, this is just this is the pure uh, epitome. Or epitome. Yes, the epitome. Of, of, <laughs> of, this is the epitome of petty. Uh, I, I can't even get excited about this because it cringes my heart. Yeah. Whenever I know that a piece of art has been deleted, um, to free up space, GB, get out of here. Like you could have brought more storage space. Mm-hmm. You could have. I'm I, I, guys. That was weak. Mm-hmm. That was weak. I'm hoping. That when they say they deleted it, I'm hoping they're meaning, even though this is harsh, they're deleting the file that had all of the audio and all of the angles. I'm hoping that they kept somewhere the final product. So, first of all, and I think I know the answer to this. Have you ever watched uh, an episode of Global Force Wrestling Amped? It's negative. okay to say negative. That's okay. I've only watched negative. one. I've only watched one. But the one that I watched, I want to put it in context for you. So I watched this episode. <laughs> was, was it worth deleting? Well, here's here's where I'm going with it. So during this particular episode, which when it aired for the first time, it was already three years old, somewhere around there. Um, and here's how you know it was that old. Bobby Roode 
was on this episode. And at this moment... I think you talked about this. Yeah, and at this moment, Bobby Roode was in NXT. And the announcers, who were obviously... They gave it a fresh coat of uh, ring commentary. The announcers went on to say that Roode left NXT to come to Global Force. So from where I sit, at that moment, I was like, this is problematic. Um, And so for me, I just feel like Anthem deleting it may have been good, may have been very good. (laughs) uh, Because the last thing- They may have saved the day. They may have literally saved the day. I think the only thing that may have caused them not to get into a lawsuit over that is the fact that nobody was watching. Because if anybody was watching, somebody in WWE would have found out. It was clearly misleading. It was clearly misgiving. And yeah, there would have been uh, hell to pay. So I'll just say, uh, the Global Force, first of all, Global Force, isn't he, are, are they even still doing shows? I don't think no, so. I'm, like, I'm, I'm on YouTube now and I can't find anything. And it looks like Global Force... Uh, Borrowed that old TNA uh, uh, six-sided ring. Yeah, they did. And they've been traveling with that. They did. With those green ropes. They were doing shows at one point in minor league baseball stadiums. Um, I see that. Yeah. You know, here's the deal. I think that you remember when uh, you remember when Paul Heyman first came over to WWE after ECW closed when he came over, he didn't like for real, for real announce that ECW was closed, but you kind of then figured it out because he kept being on WWE TV. <laughs> right. There's not <laughs> been an announcement of the closing of Global Force, but I absolutely think that Global Force closed, which is why Jeff Jarrett made the move to come to WWE. As much as he had worked against WWE, being a part of the NWA event, being a part of the Impact Wrestling anniversary that we went to in January, I mean, for him to do that at the top of January and then at the bottom of January be at the Royal Rumble, I was like, wait a minute. What's ha- we saw you, Jeff. Like, what is happening here? So clearly his commitment wasn't to building wrestling outside of WWE as much as it was, I need a paycheck and this isn't working. So... I don't know that I fault him for that. I mean, but hey, brother got a new wife. Got to eat. Well, she ain't that new. I mean, they they've been they've been married for a decade now. So, well, don't you feel like he and Angle should be in a hell in the cell? Well, you know what? Maybe they have you know managed to get it together. After all, I think like, Jeff would hurt Kurt Angle right now. Right Kurt now, looks oh, Kurt, oh my gosh, Kurt right now looks like a horrible shell of his former self, and it really just. It and makes me feel Here's bad. what I don't understand. Kirk's like last match before he joined WWE, he looked really good. He did. He did. So I don't know when, like, if he walked in the Titan headquarters, signed it, and tripped down the stairs and hurt himself. Well, I think part of it is it's just like anything else. You know, if you start working out and you get into a groove and then you stop working out for a while and then you go back to the gym, yo, it's going to beat you down. And if you remember, when he yeah. was on the indie circuit traveling around the world, he was wrestling regularly, you know? Yeah. He came to WWE and didn't wrestle for uh, a long time. It was about six months. And then they, th- then they threw him in last minute. They threw him in last minute to cover for Roman Reigns. And, you know, then all of a sudden now he's wrestling regularly. And 
you, you can't get in there now, especially with these guys who are quicker, who are sharper, who mm-hmm. are faster, and just, oh, man, it's not good. So, yeah. Very true. So with that said, let's take Very a quick true. break. When we come back, boy, do we still have a lot to talk about. We're going to get into what you guys want to talk about, Raw, SmackDown, and the return of Roman Reigns. And you'd think that that was the only news, but there's a lot of news coming out of WWE. And we're going to talk about all of that as we are on the road to WrestleMania. But right now, let's go to some music from a guy, and we'll talk about this when we come back from the break, who says he's the one that will retire Brock Lesnar. Here's a theme song for Matt Riddle. It's called Hey Bro, coming from CFO. You've got it locked to the faction, the gateway to greatness. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction. Bro.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click Advertise. Or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction here on Bonafide Radio. That's right. That was Hey Bro, Matt Riddle's theme song. TP, let's talk about the man. Speaking of Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle had a very wonderful special on the NX, excuse me, on the WWE Network, uh, which aired after Monday Night Raw. It was called Arrival, and it talked about Matt Riddle's journey to NXT. Uh, amazing, amazing journey for him. And then he also has this great interview on YouTube, which was done with uh, another Impact alumnus, Jeremy Borash. And in that interview, he uttered these words, which absolutely put the wrestling community on fire. He said, quote, only one person can retire Brock Lesnar, and that person's going to be me. So I want to get your thoughts, guys. Do you think Matt Riddle is going to be the guy to retire Brock Lesnar? Uh, Matt Riddle, sir, uh, aren't you called the king of bros? He is the king uh, of bros. You, you've lost your mind. Brock Lesnar will toss you around the ring, sir. Did you see what he did to AJ Styles? Have you seen what he's done to better wrestlers? Uh, uh, Dear uh, sir, you have lost your mind. He will hurt you. And yes, you probably will retire him when he's 80. When he's 80, I'll retire Brock Lesnar. But until then, Matt Riddle, with your little UFC wins under your belt, little marijuana test that you test the positive for, uh, have several seats. Oh, Lord. Um, I think we found Brandon Clack. Did we find you, Clack? Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> oh, and, I, and you found me for the right segment. How <laughs> dare you, Matt Riddle? No, I get it. You know, a lot of people used to, like, take LeVar Ball, for instance. He was going around saying he could beat Michael Jordan. And I, I'm not mad at LeVar. It was his way of getting his kids publicity so that you could set up your future. Matt Riddle, you are underaccomplished in comparison to Brock Lesnar. And you are trying to make your relevant state claim in the WWE. Why not say something as preposterous as what you said? I get it. You're trying to get called up. You want to be in the Hall of Fame. You're hoping that Brock would rip your head off because at least it's a payday. But for please at least in private. Make sure you have a small circle you can be honest to, Matty. 
let you don't have to Maddie. live in that lie. <laughs> I call him oh, Maddie. Oh boy! Well, well, well. Now it would be a very special day here on the faction if the three of us agreed on something like this. But today is not that day. Uh, Matt Riddle, I believe, can retire Brock Lesnar. Oh, God. What? I, I, You've wow. lost your mind. Let me, let me build the case because here's oh, the no, thing. Build, A lot of people are unfamiliar with what Matt Riddle can do. But if you watch the special, you'll certainly learn Matt Riddle, Riddle before he hit pro wrestling, was very heavily involved in the MMA and UFC. He was undefeated. Here's a guy who was no joke, knocked out some of the big, big names there. Now, he did something that Brock couldn't do. Brock was not undefeated in the octagon. And I think a lot of people have these misnomers about Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar only shows up three or four times a year. And when he shows up, he looks like a mastodon. And so we get so nervous and scared about what Brock Lesnar can do. And Brock is strong with guys who are much, much smaller than him. But here's what Brock did not anticipate. He didn't get beat by big guys in MMA and UFC. It was smaller guys who knew how to handle him. Matt Riddle could absolutely handle Brock Lesnar and really punish Brock Lesnar. First of all, Brock Lesnar doesn't even do this on a regular basis. And as much as Brock has hinted at going at UFC, he doesn't go. And you know why he doesn't go? Because he's going to lose and lose profusely. And so because of that, he'll stick in the safe WWE where he only has to show up once or twice a year. He doesn't really care. He gets a fat paycheck. He gets to throw some people around. But he's not going to be able to bully a Matt Riddle. And because he can't bully him, he's nervous, I would say. And I think this is going to be a great opportunity for Matt Riddle to show the world who he really is. Matt Riddle could be the guy to retire Brock Lesnar and sign me up when the match happens. GB, that's the thing that bothers me about you sometimes. You become a prisoner of the moment and you spoo these things out this is as not, if they're this true. Is, this uh, is uh, not sir, a let me finish of my case. Moment. We let you Go we ahead. let you give your little weak case, so oh, let me give mine. God. Matt Riddle was not undefeated in his mixed martial arts history. Matt Riddle actually had three losses. He lost to Nick, he lost to Sean, and he lost lost to Nance. He also has two no contests, which showed he couldn't get the job done. So by the time he left mixed martial arts, he had basically five losses under his belt out of nine fights. Now let's talk about Brock Lesnar. You want to talk about people? Brock has defeated in his last matches Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Kane, Samoa Joe, Goldberg, The Big Show, and Kevin Owens, if I haven't already mentioned him. Matt Riddle would be glad if he can get past Samoa Joe talking about Brock Lesnar. How about he go back and reclaim that sorry old MMA record that you tried to say he was undefeated for and bring that to the big dog? Brock Lesnar, please. Let me help you with something. And Clack, and Clack you, you know I just schooled him. No, let me just help uh, you with only something. Only because here's the truth. For all of my faction followers, everybody in the chat, the truth is GB hates Brock. So I'm really not mad at GB for wanting someone to do this. I totally get it. His premise is from hatred. It's not 
very hopeful. So I get it. GB, I, I it, totally get it. Let, let it, it is rare that GB gets facts wrong. I'm that disappointed. Let me be very clear. I'm, I'm, me, I'm so bothered by me, the fact that you got that fact wrong. I, I'm really bothered well, by it. I was just trying to show you that I could be like you, Courtney, whenever I so desire. So here's the well, deal. Be, don't the be like you. We want to be like you. The deal You're the valedictorian. <laughs> the deal is this. Everybody that you mentioned that he beat, he being Brock Lesnar, he did it over three years because those are his only matches. Okay? Doesn't matter. It, it does doesn't matter. matter. It absolutely doesn't does matter. matter. It Here's just means that with right age, now, he can still whip some hot parts. No, no, no. Here's what I say. We solved the whole thing. Matt Riddle uh, hopefully will get the match signed. But again, because Brock only shows up two or three times a year, then I don't know if the match will actually happen. Because I still want to see Lashley get in there with him. I still want to see, you know, there's still some people I want to see against Brock. But the truth of it is, mm, I don't know. I will say this. I think Matt Riddle uh, certainly could get the job done. Um, and uh, just because you guys don't believe in it, listen, I've watched Matt Riddle on the indie circuit do some incredible damage to guys we love like Keith Lee and Shane Strickland and some other really impressive guys. I'm going to tell you, if he can handle Keith Lee, he can handle Brock Lesnar. So, Brock. Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. I'm digging all into your facts. Brock Lesnar, let's, let's, let's go to, to your Matt Riddle, who between his first loss in his last match had 10 matches under his belt between 2009 and 2014. Brock Lesnar had 10 matches between uh, 2019 and 2018. So don't say oh, wait, that he do ain't defending the this? belt all like that. Do you want to do this? Do you really want to no, do this? Courtney, wrong point. You, wrong no, point. here's the deal. This is where Courtney no. shoots himself in the foot. Because you and I both know that the UFC and the boxing world don't schedule matches every week. Don't schedule matches every year. I have to oh, do it has everything to do with it. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. You tried to talk we about the man don't not expect, we do not expect a boxer to be able to handle the 52-week grind of the WWE. We don't expect that, right? Couple that with Matt Riddle was just coming off of the ultimate fighter. So this is the equivalent of somebody coming off of tough enough going into the octagon versus a uh, Brock Lesnar who was an NCAA wrestling champion, a WWE champion who then goes into the world of mixed martial arts. So you got two very different experience bases coming in there. So five losses for a guy who's coming out of tough enough versus losses coming for a guy coming out of WWE are two very different scenarios. So here's what I say. Again, the time is coming. We'll probably revisit this maybe in another year or so. Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. Remember, you heard the conversation here first, and I'm here to tell you uh, when that time comes, it's going to be very interesting to watch, but I, I've got my money on Matt Riddle. So, Right I got now, my money on Brock Lesnar. So with that said, it's time, and you guys have been waiting for it. I can't wait. Boy, we really could have dedicated the entire show to Raw and SmackDown. Here we go with the Raw recap. Courtney, take it away. Monday Night Raw was live from Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. The State Farm Arena. And things kicked off with the big dog coming back and saying, Cancer? I have defeated you as Roman Reigns announced his leukemia is in remission. What a celebration. And his homeboy, his brother, came out to celebrate him. 
Ricochet and Aleister Black defeated Raw Tag Team Champions of Revival. Becky Lynch found herself arrested after attacking Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. Kurt Angle defeated Jinder Mahal. Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor defeated Leo Rush. Braun Strowman attacked Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Did I mention that Ronda Rousey quit? Did she give up the... Uh, no, uh, who, who knows? Drew McIntyre defeated Dean Ambrose, but then Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins saved the day when Ambrose was attacked post-match. It looked like, are they back? Is he... Who knows? Mm. WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Bayley defeated Nia Jax. And for a 70th birthday bash, Triple H had Sting, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, HBK, Shawn Michaels come down. And when the man, the nature boy, was being christened, Batista showed up with a Tupac nose ring and said, not today, dear mama. What do you want to do? Fellas, what did you think about Monday Night Raw? Well, man, there are so many pieces to start about to talk about. <laughs> the question is, where do we start? Where do we start? I have let, to let, first. Let's, let's start yeah. with low hanging fruit. Okay. Ronda Rousey. Oh, Becky Lynch. Well, I, I, man, I, I want I wanted but, to start right with Roman Reigns, but I, I know, I know, but let's, but, but let's, let's talk let's about this. Give us, yeah. Let, let's talk about quit? this. Uh, you know, here's what's interesting to me. First of all, I have to say that. Ronda Rousey. Okay, so what I've been doing these last couple of weeks, I've been watching uh, on the WWE Network WrestleMania Rewind. And mm -hmm. uh, it was one of my favorite shows when the network first came on. And so they were uh, showing an episode where uh, Chris Jericho for WrestleMania 25 was going to battle the legends. And he was battling Ricky Steamboat, Roddy Piper, and uh, Jimmy oh, yeah. Superfly Snuka. Huge Man, match, Steamboat right? Steamboat put on. Oh, Steamboat put on one of the greatest Steamboat matches on, in man. a long, long time. But what happened, part of the backstory, which was really interesting, was that match was originally not supposed to happen. That was originally supposed to be Chris Jericho against Mickey Rourke because Mickey Rourke was doing the movie The Wrestler. Yes, and I so remember that. What ended up happening was Mickey Rourke calls out Chris Jericho on the red carpet. Chris Jericho has a great response. Then they end up on um, on Larry King Live, where all of a sudden Mickey Rourke is like, nah, you know what? I don't want to be overmatched. Wrestling, you know, I can't really do that. I only played it on TV. That's not really who I am. And so what ended up happening was Mickey Rourke let the cat out of the bag about this potential match before there was even opportunity to set it up. Here's where I'm going with that. I felt like Ronda Rousey, because she didn't know what to do with herself Monday night, started to let the cat out of the bag and began saying, would you just reinstate Becky Lynch? Well, let's think about this for a second. It doesn't make sense to reinstate Becky Lynch at this particular point of the... So you're telling me... And then she goes and says, just make it a triple threat with me, Becky, and Charlotte. Well, wait a minute. You're letting the cat out of the bag. We had no, there was, we had not gotten to the point of the story where this becomes a viable triple threat. So let me make sure I understand this here. The baddest woman on the planet is mad that she doesn't get to fight who she wants. So now she throws a temper tantrum and says, Vince, get out here, 
give me Becky Lynch in this match now. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Um, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, this title really represents this, and it's not what it was, so I'm leaving it here. So let me get this straight. You're going to abandon the championship as a ploy to get what you want from, of all people, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You <laughs> Who do, is on a roll. He's on a roll. You do understand that they have said repeatedly, no one is bigger than the WWE. That includes you, Ronda Rousey, who, you know, and she got kind of big for her proverbial britches when she began to say, I'm not like the other women here. I'm not your worker. I'm she Ronda did say Ra- that. I was like, wait said, a minute. Oh, boy. Wait now, she was kind of right when she said it, but I was just shocked she said it. I, I was very shocked that he sh- that she said it. And so it all got very Ooh, interesting. I could have been back in Gorilla. Well, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, Ooh, and think I could have been this. in Gorilla. During that fight, Ronda was legit punching guys. Like, it was legit. Dude, she really was. She really was. She really was. I was like, yo, Ronda is on some stuff. So, this gets really interesting to me. We've talked about how Ronda is the third wheel in all this, and she is. And it's clear she doesn't really know how to handle herself. So, do we have the Raw Women's Championship vacated? Do we not? Do we need to hold a tournament for it? What happens to the Raw or to to the WrestleMania main event? Because now you've got Becky suspended, the Raw champion has left. Does uh, Charlotte just walk in the ring and become crown champion? Like what happens? I'll say a great move by WWE. You know, part of the you know it's funny what's happened with pro wrestling. Wrestling used to be we watched to see what happened. Now so many of us are smart fans that we watch wrestling to see if we could guess it right. Yeah, we, we watch to see if we're right. That's the whole thing now. So to throw and, us And none of us balls, were right at the end. No, of, yeah. of we'll, we'll get there. But, you know, the, the truth of it is they're throwing curveballs at us, which is what makes us fans again, and that's mm-hmm. what I like. So for yeah. as much as I don't like what Ronda did and how much sense it did not make, there is still a uh, flux about all this, and we're like, yeah. what's happening? And that is a good thing. I love the fact that we're having a tough time predicting some moments, even though some that we're getting right. Yeah. But not even old Willie Afton can <laughs> predict what's been happening happening on this thing. Because Becky's over. Very over. Ronda's being booed. Now, I heard that Ronda leaving UFC is because she did not like being booed. Correct. So Ronda is so flustered in the ring when she's booed because it's taking a shot at her value. Yes. Her personal value. And she's probably not understanding why people are booing her, but they're booing you the same reason why they booed Roman. Right. Right. You're right. your company man. Right. They don't want a company man. So Vince should turn her heel. Yeah. Put her with Heyman and let her go to work. Yeah. Yeah. The sad part is if she recognized what to do, she would have built on that heat. And boy, she'd have been so. Oh, man. I hate to tell you this. She could have been as big as Becky by now. Oh, absolutely. She would have recognized it because because she would have been the person we love to hate. Becky's killing her on social media. Oh, Becky, you got to understand to everybody listening. Becky's not just killing her in ring. Right. Becky is the first WWE superstar. 
to also kill people on social media. This is true. This is true. And and this goes back to what we said at the top of the show. How Becky is Becky twenty four seven. And because Becky released her own mugshots. She really did. And it, so so here's the thing, right? This is where I wish Clack could have stayed with us because Clack all this time talked about she's the uh, second coming of Stone Cold, and I don't like it. Well, they did what you really hated. They arrested her this weekend. <laughs> and so it, it gave us everything we loved about Stone Cold when he would get arrested. But here's the thing, right? Call it what you want. Seeing it with a woman is different. Because, yeah. again, it is a position of power. It is a position of authority that yep. women have fought so hard to get. And now we have somebody there, and it's amazing. And I think Rhonda's got to be feeling crazy because she thought she was the biggest thing, only to realize it's really about Becky and Charlotte at this point. It's really – listen, It now you, you, you know how I feel about Becky. Becky is over. Yeah. But it's always going to be about Charlotte. And and Rhonda needs to know that. Yeah, she needs to know that. It's Ronda, always going to be about Charlotte. Never been in a situation where she wasn't the uh, top dog, you know. Because in, in in UFC, she was the top dog for a very very long time. She was the one who was you know bringing everybody in. But the fact that hey, we don't have to see you, Rhonda. It's all good. It's all good. So it's very very interesting. So let's boy, there's so much. We really probably should have dedicated the show to just Raw and SmackDown because it was so good. Um, Roman Reigns. We, we wow. got to take a minute wow. to, to wow. talk about wow, wow, Roman Reigns. You know, we pontificated about what he could be telling us this past Monday, and we weren't sure what he was going to say. But for him to say that he was in remission was just one of the most incredible moments. And we don't get moments like this in WWE often. Moments that aren't tainted by an attempt at a storyline. But, you know, for for whatever we felt about Roman Reigns, we did not want him to die. And we know what leukemia can do. And so for him to be able to take the time to go away and do what he needed to do. And I want to address this because this has been coming up in elements of social media where people were wondering, did we get worked this whole time? Was all of this a work? Let me let me just say this. First and foremost, this is again another systematic problem with today's wrestling fan. Because people keep taking us behind the velvet rope, now we want to jump on everything and say, "Oh, well, you know it's a work." You know what? Every time we say you know it's a work, it is the equivalent to us saying, "Well, you know it's fake, right?" Well, you know it's Ooh. fake, right? Well, you know it's fake. Well, I get offended yeah, when enough. people say that. You see what I'm saying? I, saying it. I got into a full-on hardcore argument with one of my uh, in-law relatives during Christmas holiday whose house I was staying at. And I had to catch myself and be careful as to not get kicked out. But don't step to me. For the record, me. I've put people out of my house before. Listen, do not step to me with, well, isn't it fake? Because I will blast you. And I wore her out. And I'm like, you know, well, don't they? If somebody they supposed comes to-, to me talking about is it fake, I'm going to ask, is your mama's edges fake? <laughs> and so I began to systematically do what I can do when pushed oh. to a moment like that. Um, because what you won't do is sit up and tell me you you won't. And you don't watch the product. And then you don't watch sports, period. So have a million seats. But we sound yeah. just like that 
when we declare everything to be a work. Listen, I don't care who you are. For all that we think about Vince McMahon and the WWE, they are not sadistic enough to go ahead and pull on the heartstrings with a leukemia diagnosis. Let's be clear. Roman did not step near a ring during that time. And I would go so far as to say this. Just because he announced it doesn't mean that's when the remission started. Excuse me, doesn't mean that's when the, the flare-up started, right? So, yeah. Well, if you go back, he, he said that for the last year, he had been walking through it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I caught that. He said so for the last year. It's It's been, it was one of those scenarios where he worked as long as he could, but when you needed to take the time away to really dedicate to getting it fixed, you do it. Now, let me also say this. He is not nearly as big as he once was physically, right? So he's not emaciated, oh, yeah. but he yeah, is not yeah. the big monster that he was a couple of years ago. So for those who are saying they don't see the effect and the impact, don't think oh, that Oh, God, he was much smaller. He's much smaller, you know? And then when he was on Good Morning America and you see the suit, he's a small guy now. He's lost yeah. weight. He's definitely gone he, through some changes in his body. He didn't have much muscle definition either. No, no, no. So I think it's important for people to just live in this moment and celebrate the fact that, you know what, this man uh, has beat this disease, thankfully. And, you know, uh, you know, for those who are saying, well, we hope he's back against Brock. No, when you come back from that, you need to ease your way in, which is why I was surprised to even see him get physical Monday night. But it was limited, right? So they didn't do the it, shield it was, triple it, power bomb. Wait a minute. They wait a minute. Do, yes. That was the worst Superman punch on earth. But this is what I'm saying, <laughs> right? They, 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 they all they all were so sloppy. Like, I, like yeah. I clapped because I was happy to see him back. Yeah. But GB... Yeah. Did you see it? I did. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I could have sworn there was one point where somebody literally ran into the punch. You know, I thought so too. I I said, "Oh, the 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 boys are lending the hand." Yes, and and I have no problem with that, right? But I think what would be problematic is if we throw him back in the title hunt right now. He's not physically ready, so that wouldn't well, be fair I, I to him. I don't think he's physically ready, but I think Vince is going to do it. I text you guys about that. I think Vince is going to do it because Vince has an opportunity to get the pop that he. What, what WrestleMania was that where Rock came out? Thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-one, thirty-two. Yeah, I, I, I think he'll have the opportunity to do it. Now I'm hoping it doesn't happen in a Yoko Hulk. Bret Hart type I had of way. A, I had that thought, but I don't. You know what I think? I think Vince actually cares about the health of Roman Reigns, and I think Vince is going to be smart and say, "I need you for the long haul." So I'm going to give you the WrestleMania moment. You, I, I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, it I, just wouldn't. I, it I, just I, wouldn't make sense. But then again. Vince has done several things that don't make sense. So yeah, and we'll that, have that, to that's see. what I'm saying. Like for I feel like Vince is in a place, and I could be wrong, where he desperately wants to be right. He's always wanted to be right. And but I feel like he desperately wants to be right right now. And giving having that moment will will prove will erase thirty one for him. And what he thinks. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. We'll certainly have to wait and see. I think it will really all depend on 
his physical condition. I don't think he's willing to put him. He didn't. In, he he didn't look strong, man. No, he had not much muscle definition. That's why I don't think. I mean, um, I think we would rather watch the road to his recovery and the road to him getting back in the championship form. To, because there's not a need to do it right now. Right now, you still have Becky that's hot. You have Kofi that's hot. You've got some scenarios that are really, really hot right now that yeah. you don't have to try to add this to it if he's not ready. Very true. Very, very true. So there's still a lot of Raw left to talk about, and there's a lot of SmackDown to talk about. So we're going to take a break, and then we're going to spend uh, the rest of our time talking about Raw and SmackDown because, Lord have mercy, it's been a, a incredibly eventful. So be on the lookout for that. But right now, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with more. But right now, speaking of Becky Lynch, let's go to her theme song. It's called Celtic Invasion. It's coming from CFO. You've got it locked to the faction, the gateway to greatness. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Factions on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, player. Holla, holla, holla.
This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfied Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonnerfied.com or via the Bonnerfied Radio app. Bonnerfied Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mejor. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? What are you I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, guys, it's Courtney. Welcome back to the faction. That was the Celtic Invasion, Becky Lynch's theme song. That baby got arrested. I put money up to help her get out of jail. GB, <laughs> let's keep it going. Well, I, if you're going to put money to help somebody get out of jail, better Becky than R. Kelly. All right. So, yeah, listen. So, with that said, we're going to continue our coverage of Monday Night Raw because this past Monday was the 70th birthday of the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, (laughs) the 16-time world champion who, I mean, you know, I got to tell you, James White had a very intriguing point that I'm still kind of wrestling with. If you guys listen to Monday's show, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, you have to hear the case he built for calling Ric Flair the most important important wrestler ever in the history of the business very interesting discussion so go back and check it out but with that said huge celebration was planned for rick flair this past monday on raw uh as courtney mentioned legends came out we had everybody from sting to ricky the which was huge it's huge we haven't seen sting on monday night raw yeah matter of fact since he left so uh lots of folks the entire wwe locker room cleared out and when rick flair did not show up. In my mind, I was thinking, as I thought the second this was announced, that this would be Becky who would uh, have done something to the Nature Boy. But instead, it was Batista. And Batista goes in, drags Ric Flair out, and then says, Hunter, do I have your attention now? Hunter. Courtney, man, what do we make of this, brother? First off, Nobody was happier than Flair. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. This is the greatest birthday gift that anybody could ever give him. Yes. Flair ends raw yeah. at 70. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, the only thing that would have made it better was if Flair was bleeding. 
Yeah. And trust me, yeah. all they had to do was act like they needed blood and right. Flair would have obliged. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Charlotte wasn't there. She if wasn't. Charlotte had been there, Charlotte would have been all over Dave. Mm-hmm. Charlotte would have fought Dave like a man. Mm-hmm. And it would have been ugly. Yeah. Because she would have been relentless. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, there, there aren't many people that Dave could have attacked that would get Triple H's attention. Right. He could he could have attacked Vince, and I don't think Triple H would have said that's not my fight, that's Shane's fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this he he had to attack either Steph, which we've seen people not get away with that, mm-hmm. but not be dealt with as harshly. But for Triple H, you cannot touch Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah. The only other wrestler I would have said this like this is if somebody had punched Dusty. Mm. Uh, Triple H takes this very serious. We saw this brewing at the SmackDown uh, uh, celebration. Yes. We sensed a little oomph between Dave and Triple H. We did. Uh, And then this happened in Atlanta. Yes, and there you see Dave, who's a big, who's a large action hero star, does not have to come back to the WWE, mm-hmm. uh, dragging a cameraman, and to, to be very honest with you, on the flip side of wrestling, I don't think anybody in the ring knew. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody. I, I think that this is what I call wrestling that I love to tune in for. Yes. Now I'm interested to see what Dave's going to say. He hasn't said much on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Hadn't said much on social media. Mm-hmm. He's been quiet about it. Uh, Ric Flair posted on Twitter, great birthday. And Dave, you messed with the wrong one. Mm-hmm. This WrestleMania, oh boy. Who was it? Was it? It wasn't Willie after that said they built, Bill, Bill, uh, what, no, that Bill, what's the other guy? Dave, Dave, uh, Meltzer, M- Meltzer uh-huh. said that they don't have a, uh, you know, a tentative roster list of mm-hmm. matches. Yeah. Well, we got something cooking now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we got some things that are cooking, and um, I think it's smart. I, I'll say this. You know, we know that one of the things that WrestleMania looks to do on a yearly basis is, you know, bring some guys back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, seeing that we don't know that Taker is coming back, he probably isn't. <laughs> We, we don't, don't need it. We haven't needed Taker to come back in a few years, but for certain, the whole idea of Batista in this form, which I have to say this, I think being in the movies for Batista was good for him because now he knows cameras. Now he knows how to turn it on. Now he knows how to be intense. Well, he was green at first. Oh, he was so green at first, you know. Now I had... One of our faction followers, uh, he's relatively new to us, but I've known him for a long time. His name is Jason McNair. Shout out to you, Jason. Um, yeah, I yeah, love Jason. Yeah, VA. Jason um, talked about feeling like, oh, this was great, and now we want to see Batista versus Brock. And I said, sir, oh, no. sir, oh, we no. don't want to see Batista versus no, no, no. Brock. No, no, we, no. Matter don't, of don't fact, do the only reason this works is because it involves Triple H the only reason it works let us not forget that five years ago batista was brought back won the royal rumble main evented wrestlemania and was gone in a total of six months it did yeah. not take him long to be out so i we have to treat this for what it is it's a one-off 
it's him coming back to try to, you know, do something that perhaps he didn't do or to have Triple H do something that he's never done because uh, it was at WrestleMania where Batista first beat Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship, WrestleMania 21. So I think for, for what it was, it was a great moment. It caught us by surprise. And I think surprise. this had... Listen, the name of the game in wrestling is still surprise. Well, Raw had been so good that I thought we were leaving on a feel-good moment. I did, too. They brought out the new belt. They had a cake. Here's what did it. They had Sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When when they brought in Sting, I'm thinking Flair's going to come out and do that cry that he does. Yes, yes. And say something incoherent and probably inappropriate. Right. Uh, You you know, and, and... and I thought it was going to go to WrestleMania with everybody celebrating Rick. And yeah. all of a sudden, you could have given me five choices. I wouldn't have picked Dave to come back. Not at all. Not at all. So I did think Becky. I thought Becky taking out Flair would have been glorious. Yeah, I figured that's what was going to happen. So I was fully prepared for that. Um, but when it didn't happen, I was like, wait a minute. This is significant here. So... Yeah, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I think it's going to be great. Um, very quickly before I get... Oh, go ahead. Shout out the new writing team. I mean, I'm yep. thinking that's what that's what the delay was yeah. on releasing the WrestleMania lineup. Yeah. Shout out to guys from Impact. Guys, yeah. y'all, you guys are killing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is then to say, as I've seen some people say, uh, the challenges Impact went through had nothing to do with the writing. Had everything to do with the business no, infrastructure. Uh, so, and poor Arn Anderson. You know what someone else said in uh, Suplex City? This attack on Ric Flair wouldn't have happened if Arn Anderson had been there. Oh, God, no. God, man, mm-hmm. Arn, 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 Arn may be out right now looking for Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. Arn would catch a bullet for Flair. Oh, he sure would. He sure would. But instead, You know Arn... who was behind this? Ole Anderson. He hates Flair. Oh. <laughs> now, that's possible. You know. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, one th- one place you can check out Arn will be during StarCast, and that's the weekend of Double or Nothing. And uh, a lot of folks have signed up to be there. A lot of WWE superstars and legends such as Sting, Jerry the King, Lawler, and The Undertaker. And we've not had this full conversation here on The Faction. Before we get into the amazing oh, uh, episode of SmackDown last night, what do we think? about The Undertaker's first non-WWE appearance being as part of StarCast, which, by the way, there's also word that they have applied for the uh, patent, or for the trademark, rather, for Dead Man Talking, which is rumored to be perhaps the name of a new podcast featuring The Undertaker. So what do we do with all this? Taker, seemingly not at WrestleMania, Going to be at All In Week, All In Weekend, uh, yeah, All Elite Weekend with Double or Nothing, Starcast. What are your thoughts? Thank you, Edwin Barry Young. We all owe Edwin Barry Young all of the gratitude that he is due for the Undertaker realizing people want to hear him talk. Mm. If it were not for Pastor Ed Young at Fellowship Church. Mm-hmm. Who had Flair, who had Sting, and not only had Undertaker once, but brought him back to the C3 conference and let him know the people want to hear you speak, Taker. Yes. 
Taker yes. got on that mic and started feeling his help and started tuning on up <laughs> and said, I can take my show on the road <laughs> and decided I'm going to Vegas <laughs> and I got something to say. I ain't got to go back to WrestleMania because I'm going for double or nothing. <laughs> I got me a podcast now. Got me a podcast that says it's called Dead Man Talking. Oh, I'm getting my mic together. Oh, let me tell you something. Brilliant. That brother got in front of the crowd at Fellowship. And I think something happened, man. Mm -hmm. People, y'all know what we do outside of this show. Yeah. But when you get in those atmosphere, purpose yeah. arises up inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I I think Taker felt some new purpose, man. Yeah. And I think that he realized I, I was with somebody uh, last weekend. They told me that in the Jewish community, you don't retire because your greatest value is as you're an older age, because the value is what you have to say. Mm. And Taker, we don't need him in a ring. Right. We need him telling us stories. Right. Make us laugh. I listen to Jim Cornette's podcast just to laugh mm -hmm. and to relive moments. Yes. Taker, woo, this is going to be good. And the advantage that Taker has is Taker has not been a talker over these years. He has so a lot to say. He has a lot to say. We've often heard, for instance, of uh, the Hell in a Cell match from Mick Foley's perspective, but Mick Foley actually had a scenario in Houston where he invited Taker, and the two of them were on the stage talking about Hell in a Cell. That, that type of thing serious. is it's serious. It's gold. When, 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 when Taker said he didn't realize they were lifting up the cage because he was so in the zone. I right. went back and watched it. He was no. He was gone, man. He was gone. He was like, gone. He was in no way. And it's funny he because I've watched gone. that match so much. I remember them lifting him up, and he wasn't moved at all. He just no, stood. He, even walked. if you look, he he has this zoned out look on his face. Yeah. And I'm now I'm wondering because many people may not know that the 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 person. Who controls the locker room is the big dog. So when Roman mm -hmm. Reigns said, "This is my yard," in other words, he's saying, "I'm the new Andre the Giant." Mm -hmm. Everybody knows or I'm Andre, the new taker. Mm -hmm. and, and, right, right, right. So Andre controlled the locker room for before him was Bruno San Martino. Right. Then Andre controlled the locker room, and then Taker controlled the locker room. Mm -hmm. And now we don't know who's controlling the locker room now. Right. But Roman basically said, "It's my yard. I control the boys." Mm -hmm. uh, taker covers. I so I saw a meme, a, a stat yesterday on Suplex City. They said if Taker wrestles, Taker, Shane, Triple H, or Big Show, or Goldust wrestles one match on Raw in 2020, they will be the only wrestlers to wrestle on TV on one show over four decades. Wow. So Taker well, covers. Well, I can't. No, no, no. Flair did. No, no, no. They're talking about on, one, on Raw. On Raw. On Raw. On Raw. Raw. Okay, got you. On Raw. On Raw. On Raw. Okay. And, and so, Taker has a lot of... He's one of the final glues yeah. that glues the 80s guys mm -hmm. to the current guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting about this is he's also the only guy outside of HBK who did not go over to WCW during the Monday Night Wars. Um, and so when you consider 
him being the loyalist to WWE, that makes him showing up at StarCast out of this world. Because I think to myself, Vince, what on God's green earth did you do to challenge his loyalty to you such that he would go to, of all places, StarCast and AEW? I say Vince messed up something significant. He messed up, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it was he wanted to get in the ring one more time. And to me, again, your point was great. Like, his value is not in the ring anymore. His value is outside of the ring. His value is helping the boys. His value is telling us the stories that we wanted to know. Um, But being in the ring takes away from his aura and his legend. And what we've seen in these last couple of years has, I think, diluted the the image and the memory of the Undertaker. I mean, t- 2018 was not good to him. No, that that though it was one of his better Jewel, years lately. Yeah, it, it which says a lot. So that disaster at Crown Jewel with mm-hmm. him and Kane versus Sean and uh, Triple H, uh. then a uh, Super Showdown versus Triple H, and mm-hmm. then the Greatest Royal Rumble. So the last three times that that he's wrestled has not even been in the United States. Right. That's true. And then WrestleMania, he wrestled John Cena, which was a fluke. Mm-hmm. And then we hadn't seen him before then until WrestleMania 33, Correct. where he wrestled Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 to, to, to me, it, it was just a disaster. Yeah. It was just a disaster. So with that said, we, we switched gears to check out SmackDown Live from last night. It took place at the Spectrum Center in the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, longtime home of the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and the home, of course, of the Queen herself, Charlotte, who made her presence felt. But before that could happen, there was the contract signing. We know how WWE contract signings happen. They're never exactly smooth. It ends up in a brouhaha or some sort of something, but nobody saw this coming as Kofi Kingston made his way to the ring. Uh, The champion Daniel Bryan signed the contract. Kofi had pen in hand, prepared to sign when the music hit, and we found out that Kofi had no chance in hell at at main eventing Fastlane. As Vince McMahon would come out and say, hey, I appreciate what you've done over the last 11 years, but guess what, sir? I'm responsible for box office draw. So I'm taking you out, and I'm adding in someone who hasn't been here in a year. Former Universal Champion Kevin Owens gets a WWE title shot against Daniel Bryan at Fastlane, which sent the entire world into a hubbub. Then we had the bar take on the returning Hardy Boys. Matt Hardy is back. He doesn't appear broken anymore. In fact, he appears in some of the best shape we've seen him in in the last few years. And the Hardy Boys get the win over the bar. Then another person we haven't seen in a while, our U.S. champion, our truth uh, in the spirit of John Cena, decides to have an open challenge for Andrade to respond and Rey Mysterio to respond. So he has a triple threat. And never did I ever think I'd say these words. R-Truth beats Andrade and Rey Mysterio in a triple threat match to retain the U.S. title. Right. Charlotte Flair decided to address the whole Raw Women's Championship controversy and really declared that hopefully by Monday she'll be champion. 
Then, a new tag team, which I think I'm really enjoying, Alistair Black and Ricochet. After defeating the Raw Tag Team Champions Monday night, they defeat the team of Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev last night on SmackDown. And in the main event, you want to talk about a hodgepodge of a team. Kevin Owens, after stealing Kofi's wife, then decides, I'm going to team up with you, and we can fight Daniel Bryan and Rowan. They did. And they won with Kevin Owens getting the pin on Daniel Bryan. All right. As I asked myself, how could SmackDown even compete with Raw? They gave us last night's show. What do you think of SmackDown, brother? Oh, it's it is the if I were not a longtime history wrestling fan, I would be pissed. Mm-hmm. 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 But because I. Think Vince is as stupid as I think he is. I believe we're in for something glorious. Uh, I believe we're in for the moment that we never dreamed would happen at the place that we never thought it would happen in an arena that somebody else will now own and take the memory of another former person away. Uh, to corroborate this, I'm going to go over to old Dave Meltzer. How about that? Two times, old Davey, in one show. Wow. Two times today I've said thy name. <sighs> old Davey says, have no fear, guys. Clearly, mania's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, what I like about the New Day, though they're not doing it as well as Becky Lynch, Big E wrote, I don't even know why we're surprised anymore. And Xavier Woods has changed his name to hashtag Kofi versus Brian. Yes, he has. Uh, and Kofi's been pretty quiet. I am really liking what's happening. Uh, I'm shocked that Vince chose the guy who headbutted him into oblivion. Mm-hmm. But who forgives you faster than Vince McMahon with dollars on the line? Nobody. Listen, listen. let me just say. I do ahead, think. Yeah. I, I do think this though. I anticipate Linda McMahon coming back to TV before WrestleMania. They are going to silence Vince. I see the kids getting together and doing whatever it takes to vote Vince out, which releases him to go and do XFL. Mm-hmm. But that, that that I don't think they have the stakes with uh, with uh, just Shane and um, Seth. I think Linda has to be the final voice. So let me throw this out there. First of all, this would be a good time after this show is over, guys, for you to go back and listen to a few previous episodes of The Faction so that you will know that what I'm about to say uh, is not just me being in the moment. I have said a number of times that, first of all, Kofi would not win the WWE Championship at Fastlane because there's a moment they're going for. The moment they're going for is history. You don't take on AEW by doing the same old, same old. AEW has signed folks who've never been signed to a major company before. AEW's having all sorts of conversations about controversial issues. So what better is there to do than to give us the first black WWE champion, not at a place called Fastlane, not at a place called Elimination Chamber, but you give us the moment at WrestleMania 35 inside MetLife Stadium in the city that built WWE, New York City, and so for that to happen. There are a couple of main things that are happening that are pushing all this together. 
If you really want somebody to be loved in WWE, I hate to say this, but this has been the truth ever since 1997 with Bret the Hitman Hart. If you want somebody to be loved in WWE, they must be publicly hated by Vince McMahon. When the people feel like Vince is trying to hold you down, a superstar is born. Bret Hart's uh, star never shone brighter than after the Montreal screw job. And, And Bret, in going to WCW, became a bigger star because Vince hated him. We did not get the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It wasn't Austin 316. It was the moment when Vince McMahon began counteracting Stone Cold Steve Austin and mistreating him. Then we get the Stone Cold that we know and love. Daniel Bryan became great when the authority stepped against him. When a Vince McMahon and a Stephanie would say, you're nothing but a B-plus player. Daniel Bryan is born. And so it doesn't just happen once. It's happening twice right now, and I need you guys to see it. It happened to Becky Lynch, and now it's happening to Kofi Kingston. Read the tea leaves, friends. These two are your biggest stars right now in WWE, and the fans made it happen, and all Vince did was latch on to it. Vince didn't create this one, folks. You guys did. We did. And Vince came back and said, oh, this is what they want to do? I'm going to show them because now I'm going to go against the guy and the girl that they love the most, which means you'll only cheer for them louder. So now the cheers we hear at Raw are Becky and and the other cheers we hear are Kofi. But here's what's funny. Let's be clear, folks. Your two biggest stars in the company are not on Raw. They're SmackDown bred stars. I just want that to be very, very clear that it's Kofi Mania running wild, that Becky 316 is alive and well. And I'm just going to tell you now, be mad. That's the emotion you need to have so that you then can cheer louder for Kofi. You can go crazy for Kofi. You can go crazy for Becky so that when WrestleMania 35 shows up, and we see Kofi and the New Day heading to WrestleMania to fight for the WWE Championship. It doesn't matter if it's Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens, though it will be Daniel Bryan. I promise you, it's going to be the moment that the people are going to be talking about. What better place is there for you to become WWE Champion? Not at Fastlane, people, but at WrestleMania. We don't talk about the road to Fastlane. We talk about the road to WrestleMania. Mania. Kofi Kingston, and, your new champion. Brother, that Monday night. They, and, and, and I've already, well, you, you scripted it, GB, where Kofi's in the ring and down comes Ron Simmons. Listen. Down comes The Rock. Uh, down uh, comes old black wrestlers. Mm-hmm. My God. What a moment. But let me say this, WWE, if you screw us on this. Oh, my God. George Barrios, co-president of WWE, Michelle D. Wilson, co-president. You guys will hear from my lawyer because I assure you I intend to catch every bit of PTSD if this doesn't go down the way I think it should go down. 
Let me tell you something. If this doesn't go down that way, they won't have to worry long. Because in one month's time following WrestleMania, six or seven weeks following WrestleMania, there's this event happening in Las Vegas called Double or Nothing. And you can rest assured, the legends have already booked their ticket to be there. We will send our dollars, our pay-per-view dollars and the like to support All Elite if you don't make this happen. So there's a few things on the line. Uh, Hulk Hogan will be able to be back in my good graces if Kofi Mania runs wild and he becomes WWE champion at WrestleMania. I've given thought. I don't know that I want to commit to this yet. So maybe I won't say it. Maybe I'll save that for if we move closer. We'll say it between you and I. Just yeah, just between you and I and all of our faction followers. I am giving thought that if Kofi does not win the WWE championship, I'm actually giving thought to canceling my WWE network subscription. Are you serious? I'm giving thought to it. I'm giving thought to it. Let's face it. Let's face it. Why do I need to keep giving them revenue if they're not? I'm a paying customer. Now, I didn't say I'm going to fully go through with it yet. I said I'm giving thought to it. I'm giving thought to it. That's monster. So, in other words, WWE, get it right. Get it right. That's all I ask. All I know is I'm looking forward to seeing Double or Nothing with Ty Dillinger, TJ Perkins, Hideo, Tommy, and Arn Anderson. (laughs) Hopefully Dolph Ziggler by then, too. That would be wonderful. That would be absolutely wonderful. Seems like if you ask for your release, they give you a push. Well, because in some degree, they want to make sure that you're not going just any old place. So... I mean, old Dini, old Dini Ambrosia is on TV every week now. (laughs) He is. And yeah. we like him again. It's weird. We like him now. And what what happened to the? I, I, I'm just confused. I don't know. Old Dini came back and asked for his release, and uh, I don't know. They can take his the- wife off TV. Jesus, oh. help us take her no. off TV. She's no. terrible. I, I said it from the beginning, and I never came off of it. Y'all tried to argue me down. She is terrible. I, I don't know that she's terrible, but I will say you I know, just you, think she's. Ter- I think she's terribly conflicted. I think she's terribly conflicted when Dean comes on. Hire Wanda Sykes. Let her do commentary. That woman is terrible. And and then she tries to be a heel. Oh, my God, have mercy. Well, here's the problem. I, I I don't know that she knows where to fit in just yet. Because Was Sherry Martell a commentator? No. Oh, she'd have been great. She would have been great. She would have been great. Uh, and, and right now, I don't know who else would be a great female. Co- well, Beth Beth uh, Phoenix has done, I think, a great job uh, when she was covering the Mae Young Classic and when she was covering Evolution. I thought she did a really nice job. Um, Whenever Becky retires, she's going to be a great commentator. Yeah, yeah, she would be. She would be. So it'll be interesting to watch. I, I do <laughs> want to give... I do want to give. Uh, I, I just. I, I'm hoping for. I'm pulling for. I hope things really do work for her. But I do think this. I do think that there's space. There's space. There's at least space for three African American male commentators. And uh, I know some guys. I know some guys who'd be really, really good 
I do. I know. I know some guys, man. I, I'm, I'm on a uh, on, on on an old Mid Atlantic NWA uh, Facebook chat, yeah. and they said that uh, Dave Crockett was the worst commentator NWA ever had. I used oh, to like wow. Dave Crockett. Wow. And Tony Schiavone used to call the Saturday morning show, and of course, everybody knows it. Yes. Dave Crockett was the son of the promoter, so but yes. they said he was terrible. Oh, we should do that. We should list the worst uh, commentators that we can remember. I think we should. I think what well, well to me, I think topping that list, and we won't go into it all now, but it would be Mike Adamley. Yeah, you, not, not, you 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 know who did who wasn't bad. Stevie Ray wasn't bad. Stevie Ray. I don't Stevie even Ray remember when Stevie Ray was on. <laughs> That was towards the end of WCW. Oh, he wasn't well. bad though. Ah, uh, well, they were they were pulling that strings. They really, really were. So here's what we'll do. We need to wrap up. Uh, I had a whole thought that I'll just have to share another time about uh, what I believe about WWE right now, and maybe we'll. Uh, I'll just drop this. I'll drop this on you, and then we'll pick it up another time. And that is this: WWE is the new NWA. I'll get into that concept and idea. Uh, next time we're together because I, I Whoa, have a whole theory. At least it. clarify yeah. which NWA wrestling or rapping? Wrestling. I'm, I have a whole I am, theory. I have an entire I'm, theory behind it that will prove it to you. Entire theory. I know you're upset about it, but when you hear my theory, you'll go. I'm not even upset. Oh, I'm sense. just. I'm. I can't even figure. <laughs> I, I told you you had some chair shot today. Oh, trust me. You'll, you'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. But we're going to get ready to wrap things up. We've got some really cool things in the works, guys. So stay tuned. Uh, definitely some super cool things coming your way. With that said, here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. At C Major Build on Instagram or Twitter. And some of you guys have found me on Facebook. And I've enjoyed our conversations in message form. Courtney Beard on Facebook. Shout out to all the new faction followers. I love it. Of course, you can reach Brandon at Brandon J. Clack on all aforementioned platforms, and you can reach me at Bonnerfied on all those platforms. And, of course, you can reach us on Instagram and on Twitter at The Faction Show. We've got some new things we're cooking up, guys, so stay tuned. You're going to see a lot more activity from us, and uh, I have been enjoying all of the interaction that we've been seeing and having with all of you guys. Keep it coming and keep sharing this element of what's happening because I promise you there are tons of wrestling fans who would enjoy this kind of conversation. So until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are the faction, the gateway to greatness.